This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. I sense the presence of a greater evil. Check, check, one, two. Okay, is it recording? Good. Welcome to your reckoning, baby! Hey, Scotty, what's up? I'm coming back. Oh, got a toot, hold on. The audio fun bag is brought to you by Hard Ice Vodka Freezies and Norman's Electronics. And now, we kick it. We were out there. Now we're back in here. It's audio fun bag. Live until 8 o'clock this evening. Hoyt getting back over. We just had to do the, the jump off the stage that is getting torn down. Travel across the battery. And then get up to our building having to get through all the security. Now you know so what they here. think about you. Yeah. They, they <laughs> kicked us off that stage. They were like, okay, guys, you got to go. We're like, wait, but but we're still doing a radio show. Like, nah, y'all got to go. So is the Radiothon officially over? Everything is, you still can make donations. You can go to the websites. You can take care of it through there. You can go to 6daythefan.com. You can still see the list. So if you'd still like to make a donation. But right now, as of now, we're sending 100 campers to camp this year. Awesome. but That's the, incredibly awesome. But the Radiothon is officially over, even though they can still donate. Like, it is ended as us doing the show. Well, what I will say is I, I, only ask, I, I just don't think they're going to be responding to the phones as much. I only ask because Scotty paid 100 for me to stop drinking and... Oh, well, I mean... Thanks, you, Scotty. You stopped for the time. Mm-hmm. And then you went, hey, where have they got some of the cold corona around here? That's yummy. And you won there. All right, so coming up in about 15 minutes, we will get a chance to talk about a uh, situation that has now come to high school football, of all things, the high school football segment that we actually have planned. Where did the high school... Nope, I'm not going to say it. But right now, we have to follow the science. From my heart and from my hand, why don't people understand my intention? Yes, science, bitch. Science! Make sure you always follow the science. So this is based off of me, again, having to... Go through physics in high school three different times. And eventually... Because you you loved it so much. Oh, or I didn't do so well the first two times. But you know what? I crossed that finish line. So any child out there listening right now, even you can get your high school diploma. Know that the the reason why he's known as Dr. Hoyt is because of his five years of high school. I graduated high school. It took me longer to graduate high school than I did college. Put that in perspective. It actually sounds kind of funny. All right, so what do you have? Because when we proposed this segment, I kind of stole it from you so I could do the Bubba Watson thing. I know this you week. did. But now you have the way that you were going to do it. So basically follow the science's scientific stories that Hoyt is interested in. And if you ever get bored with them, Los, just yell science like Buck does. Science! And I will move on to the next one. Because when we were talking to management and they said, well, what are y'all planning on doing? And we said, well... Do you know about was it the was it the hippos? It was hippos. There were there were originally fourteen hippos that had started in Colombia. Yeah, they were brought over there by Escobar. Yes, because he was he was amazed by hippos. Because why not? I have so much money. Let me bring in hippos to hang out here. Well, the funny thing was, and we did this on the podcast. Hippos are now overrunning Colombia solely based on the fourteen that he brought over. There were only two males. Talk about Adam and Eve. Like you've created an. 
entire, entire family. When they have a family reunion of hippos, it's all going to be because of those 14 hippos. And, be- and because... You're bored already? We love the idea of other species that are not indigenous to an area taking over an area. We always cover that. Oh, I'll get to that. Let's start off with the first story, though. This is a toilet story. Los, what do you do on the toilet? I use it. I'm not or talking read, about read, read. There you go. So most Americans, I would say, we all use our phone. I use it to play games, Twitter, whatnot. Right. I read. Did you know that $4.75 billion a year is wasted with people being on the toilet instead of working at their home? Yeah, lack of productivity. Productivity? That too. But remember, we always talk about it, what happens when there's a World Cup or... During the, Madness? N- during the NCAA tournament. Those are, are two of the biggest ones where there's a loss of amount of money of productivity. So we can blame Mohar Gill for this. He's from the UK. He is now patented, 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 patented a toilet that now slopes down 13 degrees more. So instead of a flat toilet like you're used to, Los, it's 13 degrees more. And his idea is after five minutes, after five minutes of doing your thing, which you won't be comfortable. If you're on your phone, you will no longer be comfortable. You're basically doing a wall sit. If anybody was in high school doing wrestling or baseball or football, you were doing a wall sit. Your thoughts on a toilet that slopes down. I'll just say that if I was to show up to an office and those had been installed, I would be like, do I work for Ebenezer Scrooge? <laughs> like, is, is that who I work for? Because why are you taking another bathroom break? Why are you going to the bathroom again? His, his point is... The toilet that we use right now that we are used to that is flat. It's made for comfort. It is made for comfort. However, it can cause hemorrhoids and a weakening pelvic muscle, which I know you have suffered from in the past. I have. And so I was curious if this would be something you would be interested in. Because I know you. You and I worked together long enough that you hit the 215 update and you're gone. And I got to go use the restroom. Exactly. that, That is my modus operandi is I have lunch and by 215, I got to go. And, and my, so, and, my and, point I, to David I Dickey. Rush. I try and rush. My them. point to David Dickey is if we could install these into our studios here, I might not. <laughs> Good luck with that. I might see Los a little earlier than like 220, Good luck with that. Science. Science. Moving on to the next story. Science. Got a story, Los, about a bounty hunter. There was an it's ad like put out on Craigslist. Mandalorian. An ad put out on Craigslist. Please contact me to form a strategy to eliminate this. And I'll get to what this is. And we will agree on how much you will be compensated. The simple job is to get rid of this thing that is disrupting our lives. This comes from Holbit County in California. The mysterious ad was put on Craigslist to kill a neighborhood pet peacock. Oh, yeah. Have you heard a peacock? Have you ever heard a peacock? Yes, uh, because there was a farm. (laughs) You You actually have a peacock story. There was actually a farm that we would go to, and they would have one. And I mean, it looks beautiful. Sure. It ain't that cool. Like, I wouldn't want it around either. That's That's the noise. Yeah, that's the horrible noise it makes. (laughs) What the hell was that? And in a Craigslist ad, he explains, it sounds like a car waking us up every morning at 6 o'clock. It's incredibly loud, yeah. And this peacock was then found later with a bullet to the chest. The peacock is dead. Somebody did that whole neighborhood a favor. Trust me on that. They talked to Melissa Glass, who said the peacock was our neighborhood mascot. He loved the garden. He loved to hang around people. I had named him Azul. And I think he just brought joy to everybody's life. It's not a natural pet. It's way too loud. It would be if I had roosters outside of my house. And when they start going off, my neighbors 
should rightfully go kill them. The sheriff, ah! the good lord, the sheriff department has issued a search warrant. However, no one has been arrested. Science! Science! Moving on to the next one. Peacocks. What did goldfish do for you? Did you ever have a goldfish growing up? I think we probably won one at like a fair. And so you'd have them for like a month or two and then they die. Throwing the ping pong ball and little yeah, thing. Yeah. The problem is, what do we do when goldfish die? Or even if they don't die, how do we get rid of them? We flush them down the toilet. We flush them down the toilet. Well, apparently they're ending up in the Potomac River. And the problem is right now, the Virginia wildlife game, ranchers, whatever, they're having a goldfish problem. In fact, to the point where... What's wrong with dead goldfish? Well, they're not all dead. Oh, no. And goldfish are not indigenous to that area. In fact, they're eating up everything around there. And they really don't have a ton of natural predators, they say. So it led to Jeremy Fortner, who just caught the largest ever goldfish at three pounds, nine ounces. That's actually a pretty big goldfish. It had a, it was 16 inches long and it had a girth of nearly 15 inches. And you know all about girth. Yes. The agency Possibly. is reminding people introduction of the goldfish to the waters in the community is illegal. Pet owners should never release aquatic organisms into the wild. It's bad for the it's bad for the natural habitat. It can cause disease and lack of competition with the predators. Science! Science! Moving on. I like science. Speaking of the Everglades, we have another Python update down oh, there. Okay, th- now we have covered this extensively on the podcast. Because snakes scare the hell out of me. And the size of them, and also that Florida does allow you now to go hunt them and will pay you for it. It's so funny you said that. So there's actually a competition that's occurring. It's a 10-day competition right now to go and find and kill Burmese pythons, which... I was asking you earlier, do pythons have teeth? Because they're not poisonous, right? They're a strangulation kind of thing? They're strangulation and swallow. They're, they tend to... Do they? They're, they're, their teeth work as a way to just bind to... To kind of hold you in. Right. Whatever, hold, whatever it is to hold it. Well, Dusty the Wild Man Kroom, who's a Floridian, just caught the largest one that they've had in the 10-day competition. Five feet? 16 feet. Yeah! Six, wow, yeah. what a fun event. What a fun event that is. Up until this point right now, they've caught 18 snakes. Last year, the largest snake that they had captured was 12 feet long. They had 80 snakes removed right now. If you're wondering, by the way... It's like a dent. (laughs) If you're wondering, by the way, the largest snake captured in the Everglades to this point, 18 feet long, 350 pounds. They They don't have any predators. Nope. And, and they eat everything. They're eating deer now. They have no natural predators, and they eat, like you said. Yeah, they eat gator. Every They found a python with a gator in its mouth, and the python exploded? Yeah, it ate too much. Because it can't physically eat the gator. It's messed up. Science! Science! Moving on. Oh, I can't rip a page. I need to work out. I thought you were. This is into Amito's territory, and here's the thing. I'm going to say this right now. I don't know the difference between a comet and an asteroid. Is there a difference? Uh, I think composition of it, but I'm not sure. Remember, they didn't teach me that in the three times I took physics. There is an asteroid headed our direction. Uh-oh. This song turns me on, by the way. You gotta get DeVito involved, you're right. Every time I see, is it Liv, Liv Tyler? Tyler? Yeah. Yeah, I think about actually the crazy video with her and uh, Alicia Silverstone. Oh my goodness. Yeah, good times. I did bad things watching MTV. What, like crime? Yeah, crime. So there's an asteroid now headed to Earth, and it's called... It was my robbing song. 2008... Why do we name them these? 2008 GO20. What a dumb name. Can't we just... They're designated, yeah. Can't we do it like a hurricane, though? Just call it, like, Elsa. No, that would endear it. Okay. 
but it's okay to endear a hurricane? No, I don't agree you with doing it. You got wiped out by a hurricane. I had hurricane Michael rip my life apart for about seven months. Do you hate people named Michael? Like, do you hold that over their head no, like I, they I, were to blame for the hurricane? No, not at all. You just blame God? On the fan. <laughs> this I just shake my fits in the air. <laughs> this asteroid You will not sink this house. This asteroid is considered an NEO, a near Earth object. Yep. Did you know that? Yeah. Oh, never mind. My bad. It will pass by the planet. For those of us that are ready to go and defend the Earth, we know about these things. It will pass our planet, which by the way, this is considered near Earth. Yeah, it'll it'll be I, I let me guess. It'll be about 10,000 miles out. Oh, keep going, baby. The moon is 2 million miles out. Wait, do I have this right? Yeah. No, I don't. You know what? <laughs> anyway, it's not as close as you think. I'm sorry. Their designation for how, how <laughs> close it is. This asteroid will be 2 million miles away. The moon is 238,000 miles away, to put it in perspective. Okay. But it will. in the next month, we will actually have five asteroids passing within that distance between the Earth and us. And that's going to do it for following the silence. Uh, science, I think you did a really good job with that. Do you? Yeah. I think it went well. And you've got some more saved up for, for the next time around. I do. I have an ice cream story for next time. All right. Coming up next, I got a TV story that I have to ask you about. And also, a little bit of a situation that now we're seeing at the high school level in terms of football. I want to bring that up next right here on the Auto Fun Bag on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. This is the Fans 2021 Camp Twin Lakes Radiothon, presented by Taco Mac, live from the Georgia Power Pavilion at the Battery Atlanta. What I love so much is when they're there, they feel normal. They're like every other child there, and they get to do everything. They get to do all the fun camp experiences, but they also focus on on the self-esteem of these children. Make your donation now by calling 404-231-9887. That's 404-231-9887. Plus, you can see all the great auction items online at 680thefan.com. Welcome back to the Audio Fun Bag right here on The Fan. Los and Hoyt doing our thing. Matt Lear also taking care of us behind the glass. Matt, did you really enjoy the audio that we played in the opening hour? Oh my God, that was gold. Did you hear any of that from, no, this, from earlier in the day? I was stuck on Chuck's show. Yeah, so that was... Stuck on Chuck's Chuck show. show. I was stuck on Chuck's show. I was put in the hole. How's your marriage going? It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. I'm stuck with my wife and child. We're happy. So how about this? I wanted to hit on this this high school football story, but I wanted to bring this up with you really quickly because like, if I don't get it in here, I don't know where I'm going to get this thing in. You can get in with me, baby. Did you see the story that's in The Hollywood Reporter that came off the back of the Talking Sopranos podcast? I did not. So the story is they had Ricky Gervais on, and if you're not familiar with this podcast— it's Michael Imperioli and uh, Christopher. Yes. And you know, he's, per- he's pretty much the lead host, but you always have them talking about different aspects of the show and kind of going through the show history and everything else. And they had Ricky Gervais on because he's a, a fan of the show and they were talking about it with him. Isn't it funny how Gervais is a fan of the Sopranos, by the way? Because I wouldn't think that comedian, it doesn't carry over. Oh, well, he's still a typical human. Well, that's true. You Good know, point. Just because he's a funny man doesn't mean he can't possibly go, oh, look, Italian crime show. Pretty cool. All right. Point, counterpoint, I get it. So how about this story? And I think that there's some legitimacy to this. They were talking about how NBC had come to James Gandolfini, offered him $4 million to take on the role in The Office. And they were trying to remember the timeline of it. Wait, what role? 
the role. No, 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 not Steve Carell's role. Yes. Oh, hell no. Now, here was the thing about it. So he gets this offer, and as, as Michael Imperioli says, HBO comes back and says, we'll pay you $3 million not to do it. And so they were trying to remember if it was basically before Steve Carell or right after Steve Carell left. Either way, he was definitely weighing it out and ended up taking the money from HBO because if you have him on that show, I think it also kind of kills some of the mythical nature of The Sopranos on HBO because you would have seen him being that funny guy versus being who he was always defined as. So I 100% agree with you there. Um, it was worth $3 million for HBO to tell him don't work. Obviously, I'm obsessed with Mad Men, so is, Mad Men, so is Chernoff. And Don Draper, John Hamm, actually was a reoccurring role on 30 Rock. He was Tina Fey's, we talked about it yesterday, F-Boy, basically, right. on the side. And I and he was the dumb one. And I would look at him, and I'm like, this doesn't fit. You're, you're not even John Hamm anymore. You're Don Draper. Like, to me, James Gandolfini was not James Gandolfini. He was Tony, Tony Soprano. Soprano. Yeah. That, that was always the view in any role that he played on any other movie. Like when you watch Crimson Tide, you go, I that totally fits him. <laughs> when you watch Last Castle, you go, that totally fits who this guy is. To then see him in such a goofy comedic role, I think would have then hurt any of that previous stuff. I guess here's my question. Would he have played a goofy comedic role? Yeah. Okay, the, the idea that, that's is the office. The idea I, is Ricky Gervais played that role of Steve Carell when he did the British version, the original version of The Office. Right, and then Steve Carell doing the American version and then the number of different people that followed that, but it was always that character was always going to be the funny goofball lead of the show. Like I could see him as a Kevin, the big fat guy, the big stupid guy, not big enough of a star. And that would even probably be worse. Like you do think about it. When you talk about the character of Walter uh, Walter, uh, Walter White, yeah. But then you realize, okay. That was Malcolm's dad. Yes. <laughs> and you think about that person. It's like you can move over and do that role. But I don't, I don't think you can go backwards and do it. Correct. I don't think you can go from drama to comedy. Or at least you have to wait years before you do it. And the funny thing is a lot of the characters were the same. The Dwight in the British version is the exact same as the Dwight in this version. The, the stupid over-the-top kind of right. weird guy. Ricky Gervais was not the same as Steve Carell. They are there, two, yeah, it's two different two brands different of comedy. kind of characters. Yeah. Correct. That blows my mind. Steve Carell was the perfectly casted character or actor for that character. Like he was, he was born for that. He had also already done that type of comedy. You know, out of Chicago, he had had been on the Dana Carvey show. Like this was a guy that was recognized as this is a very funny comedian, and now let's put him in this role. Could you imagine had it been no, no. James Gandolfini? If he was cracking you up, too, Doesn't that would have been so weird. Would have never worked. Would have never. Thank you, HBO, for for both stepping sides up of, with yes. three million dollars to make that happen. So I just wanted to run that by you because you you came late. You came late to the party, but you went through the entire party. Yeah, like last year, I watched The Sopranos. In finally, the, in the last year, you've watched all of it. Yep. So just to ponder that because it's still new to you. Like I, in my mind, Sopranos is something I finished watching twelve years ago. <laughs> You know, like, like I, sorry, I'm late to the party. You were just late to the party a little bit. That's all. All right. So tell me about this story that's going on with the there's a Texas commitment and he has decided to make a, a change and how he's going to go about getting ready to be a University of Texas football player. Jaden Blue is a running back out of the state of Texas. He's the 48th best player in the entire country by 24, 7, 24, 7, not 247. Just, just to clarify, just reminding people out there. 
Let me give you an example of what he did in his junior year. He rushed for over 2,000 yards and 30 touchdowns in his junior season, and he's decided to opt out of his senior season of high school. And this is a weird conundrum for me personally because in radio you're supposed to have these dynamic opinions of, I think this or I think this. Sports. I can see both sides of this, as weird as that is. And I don't get me wrong, I am the guy that says – why are you opting out with of your with your teammates in the bowl game? I know you want to go to the NFL, but why are you opting out, man? This is about the team and everything else. And I, I'm one of those guys. I truly am. Take it to the high school level. You're missing out on your senior season, your last chance. And, and for a lot of us, that was our last chance to play sports, organized sports, competitive sports. Sure. And granted, he's going to play at the next level. There are so many memories you make with your teammates, with your senior class that year, whether it's homecoming prom everything that goes along that year winning a state title if you can do that or playing in the playoffs every friday night it's weird to me to see these guys wanting to remove themselves from that now with that said i see the other side too you're a running back specifically you only get blessed with certain amount of carries in your life until until the the legs start to give out a little bit it happens it happens to everybody we saw it with todd Gurley when he came to georgia and nothing can touch him and then he Gets blows hurt. out his knee against Auburn. And and then that knee down the road went arthritic. Yep. And his knee won't work properly. It, it That's will true. never ever work properly. And I'll never see the Todd that I that I knew. I think about it with Zamir White as well. That one because he did tear that ACL that senior year. In the playoffs, nonetheless. Yeah. And that was the number one running back coming out of high school that year. We've never seen the Zamir White that we were supposed to see on the field. And he's a hell of a player and I appreciate him and everything. We will never ever see that same guy. And so it's a I see both sides of this argument, but it's hard for me to see a 17-year-old wiping away. High school is the best time of your life. It truly is. I don't mean to sound like the old man who's I like, hope, I hope not. back in my day, but like it is, you have no responsibilities, and all of a sudden you're making business decisions at a high school level. I appreciate the business decision, and I don't fault kids who decide to jump up from their school to go to IMG because now we're going to play football. Now we're not playing for anything. But I'm basically training to be a collegiate football player. That's what you're doing there. Which is what Jaden Blue is doing. He said he will take off the year, opt out, and he's just going to train to play at the University of Texas where he's committed. What I can tell you is from my own experience, I transferred high schools my senior year. That was an opportunity to go play with a different team of guys that I... It was so weird how they had the whole district structured. So I lived three miles away from this high school that all of my friends that I grew up playing Little League Baseball went to. But where we sat in the district, I would then have to go about 10 miles into San Antonio to go to a different high school. It's all that gerrymandering. It was just crazy. The property line line that it was set up on, there wasn't even neighborhoods built on the other side yet when when my parents moved into this neighborhood. And so... But the school district became so big that, okay, we'll make a new school. This is what we'll do, and here's how this is going to be. And so... I transferred my senior year to get a chance to play with a better baseball team of a bunch of guys that I'd grown up playing with. And you want to talk about, do you regret any of it? Because I will never be a Lee high school graduate with all of my friends that I went from first grade through 11th grade with. I don't mind. It was a business decision. It got me an opportunity to play college baseball, which I wasn't going to get as much of an opportunity had I stayed with that lesser program. Because you're not a businessman. I'm a business man it's just but weird. I, I treated it like that and so my, my did i did it differently and i get it and I, I know what you're missing out on 
But for me, that was the better decision, and and this kid obviously gets to make an even bigger, better decision. Is there an idea though that we're babying these kids to some extent? And I say babying because no, we're treating them like a business. But you can get injured doing anything. We saw it with Pickens, non-contact injury. We saw it with Zamir the second time he tore something, non-contact injury. Freak things happen. You can get it while you're training. We've seen that happen before. But I don't have to worry about high school Harry looking to make his name on Friday night by trying to break my leg. By going booby miles on you? Right. I don't have to worry about that at that point. You're right. I could be at my training center, take a weird fall, you know, bust something up. Okay, that could happen. That That's that's life. That's risk. But I don't have to worry about 11 high school Harrys trying to take my knee out for the next 10 weeks. Let me move the argument in a different direction. If you're Sark at Texas, at UT... Do you want this kid on your roster if he's doing that? Yeah, I mean, he's giving it his blessing. He's fine with it. We have to get used to these guys are all going to be businesses. I don't know if you saw the the Pittsburgh quarterback. He tweeted out a picture. So he is representing. Milo Sweet Tea? No. <laughs> is that big in Pittsburgh? He's representing a steakhouse, like a luxury steakhouse within this hotel. And what is it? He's also getting an exchange. He gets to bring his offensive line there every single week for a team dinner. So we've you've got to start realizing that there's so much money involved with a lot of this stuff that some of these guys are saying okay i just got to make sure to get to that money i got to keep myself as healthy as possible and be as ready as possible to some extent are you missing out on your high school experience because of that and i know we have guys that transfer or excuse me enroll early hell i transferred i transferred schools i was like i didn't miss out on anything george just had 14 kids enroll early so you're talking about missing prom and things like that I just went to a different one. That's a part of it, though. That's a part of your high school experience. And maybe it's different when you're an elite athlete. Maybe it is. I don't know the answer, but I'm just saying, as the scrub that I was, I wanted to enjoy my entire high school life. And that was fine. And the only way I was able to even play Division II college baseball, which isn't Division I and it isn't me going to the major leagues, was to put myself in a position where somebody went, that guy on that team is really good. He's a stud. Yeah. Because being the best player on a bad team, trust me, is not all that great. You can't see the other side of it. And I know you have your daughters right now that play elite volleyball, basically. Right. Travel volleyball. Don't you want them to enjoy their childhood as well? There is a fine line between the two. I think. And I'm asking you as a father. not As, as, a, I, as a father. <laughs> as a father. Not as someone that wants to see his girls go play USA volleyball. As long as they're enjoying it and they're getting out of it. That's a, that's a lot of that's, pressure that's to put a, on a 17-year-old, by the way. No, but even, even a 10-year-old girl. Two of my daughter's best friends in the world she met on this year's volleyball team. Like, they're they're all buddies. They're all into the same stuff. And so at some point, like, as long as it's fun, as long as it's whatever, then I'm going to have her play in that competition stuff. And at some point, if she decides, no, nah, I'm not really into it anymore, then that's fine. But if she wants to treat it like a business, and right now she's got all of her thousands of followers on TikTok because of the stuff that she puts on and the craziness and all that sort of stuff. Like she's going to get, in my opinion, to a college program and be that girl where it's like, she's got this life over here and she's got a sports life. Hang on. Did you just bury the lead? Your daughter has a thousand followers on TikTok. It's more than that. Oh, you are in big trouble, daddy. Let let me give you an example. You are in big trouble. So do you know what John Kincaid's daughter does? Olivia. Yes. You know know what she does? Uh, She sings. She does more than that. Oh, okay. She does cosplay. I don't have no. Okay. You 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 Sounds dress like, up as certain characters. What? Like role playing? No, it's just you just dress up as a character. By it's, the way, not I didn't mean role playing like that. I meant no. I meant like dressing up and yeah, like <laughs> like there's an entire thing of kids that cosplay. Okay. Okay. And, so, and then they what they do is they'll do that, then they'll post it as a video, and basically other people go, "Wow, you really look like that person," or "Wow, that was really cool the transformation you did." 
So she's very big in that. Like, I think she has, like, 30,000 followers. Yeah, I want my kid to have, like, six friends in the cul-de-sac. Yeah, and that's no, about I get it. it. <laughs> but that's, that's where things are going. And, and can you imagine if you have this where it's, I have 50,000 followers in this world, plus I do this. It's a business. It's man, what it is. Man. Let me uh, finish up with this right here before we go and, and hit this break. Did you see the tweet from Rich Eisen this morning? No, I don't follow Rich. So I enjoy Rich's work. He's very talented. I always like the way he kind of goes about his business on the NFL Network. Uh, been a fan since he was at ESPN. Yes, that I can say. I have followed Rich since he was back doing sports. And that was the dream team. That was a really fun time. So he tweeted out a picture of himself, and he clearly looks a little bit disheveled. Is he working out? He says, double-vaxxed, COVID-positive, and writes, it's possible, be careful, still get vaccinated. Now, that, I'm like, okay, he just put that out there just to let people know, hey, I'm, I've taken the jab, and this is what's going on. The amount of people on here who had no idea like they were going about it going like wait what you you got what how did that happen and it really in my opinion is what's going to make us crazy about this football season and and we've already seen it with baseball tonight there was supposed to be a reds and yankees game red sox yankees tonight is that what you're talking about that's not happening anymore oh is it not suspended oh do tell why is it suspended los two positive players and these are guys that are vaccinated so you're going to have this going on on a regular basis. And so th- to watch Rich Eisen and see the response of people going like, wait a minute, how, how did that happen to you? Like, it's, it's part of it. So we're going to, whether it's vaccinated players or not, still be dealing with this. And there's a level of ignorance that people have in terms of, wait a minute, why didn't you just go vaccinate? Like, you already did. Still got it. Isn't it a good thing? I don't mean good thing. I Prayers for Rich and he'll get through it and everything else. But I, I say, isn't it a good thing that, it informs people, at least, because I remember we had talked about COVID. We had heard about COVID. You remember who got it that was kind of the big name that everybody was like, oh, my gosh. It was, oh, there was a number of them that were. To me, it was Tom Hanks. Everybody kind of, it was him and his wife ended up yeah, getting in, it in, Australia. in Australia. And everybody was like, oh, my gosh, this is something when it happens to a celebrity or somebody we know, it kind of hits a little closer to home. And it's like, okay, this can't I mean, happen. So at least it it educates from that standpoint. When you're thinking about how the president had it, Nick Saban had it, Tom Hanks had it, it's like, yeah, this but, is what... But to see uh, Tom Rich, Hanks was months and months and months, months before, before any of that happened. But to see all of these people that are on here that had no idea, that didn't get it, there's one uh, reporter who works in town. She had made the, the point, hey, isn't this supposed, stuff supposed to be going away? It's like, no, it's not going away. You still have to deal with it all year. And you'll have to deal with it on your football team. And you'll have to deal with this sort of stuff, vaccinated or not. I think we talked about it on a Monday. I was, but just the impression these people have. I was really hoping that we could finally get to the normal football season. And maybe I was the ignorant one. That we could get to the normal football season and just move on. But it sounds like you're telling me that we're going to be continuing to deal with this. Yeah. So, if Rich Eisen. Here comes the dark cloud who, of sports. He did everything that he was supposed to. And yet, here's the scenario he's dealing with. Help yourself. Go, go read through his... I, and I, I retweeted it out there, and I just said it was very enlightening because of the amount of people that have been fed such bad information and who thought, oh, no, everything's going right back to normal. I'm like, nah, not in sports, man. You might feel like it's back to normal. Like, these players are still going to have to play with some of these crazy rules. That's just how it's going to be. All right, coming up next. These two live incidents aren't the same sport, and they aren't even from the same planet. 
That's coming up next right here on the Audio Fun Bag on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. This is the Fans 2021 Camp Twin Lakes Radiothon, presented by Taco Mac. Live from the Georgia Power Pavilion at the Battery Atlanta. We're proud to continue the tradition of helping raise funds for this very deserving cause. And today you can help thousands of kids all across the South. Camp Twin Lakes provides life-changing, therapeutic, recreational, and medically supportive camp experiences for children with serious illnesses, disabilities, and other life challenges. We never want to have a child turned away from a camping experience because they can't afford to pay. Make your donation now by calling 404-231-9887. That's 404-231-9887. Or text Twin Lakes to 44321. And thank you for supporting Camp Twin Lakes. Audio Fun Bag taking you to 8 o'clock. Los and Hoy, Matt Lear, bringing you back with all the jams. Just saw a crazy story. I think it's going to make the show tomorrow. We're not on tomorrow. Oh, yeah, you're right. Never mind. That's going to be the Braves back. <laughs> we'll talk to you in two weeks, everybody. That didn't take long. <laughs> I totally forgot. Thank so, God. So how about this story? You are the weirdest person to work with. Why? Because you're the only one who wants to somehow ensure your own failure. Well, if you, if you prophesize your own failure, failure, when you do fail, boom, nobody's let down. And I agree with him. Thank you. Chuck agrees. It's the weirdest thing around. So if you hadn't seen this story, we'll finish this up for Nightcap. we got a couple things right here at the end of the show. So Marty Brenneman, who is a longtime radio voice, longtime TV voice, he is the father of Tom Brenneman. Why do I know that name, Tom Brenneman? You probably know the name Tom Brenneman because he was the one earlier in the year. Yeah, the one. (laughs) He was that one. He was that guy who had the unfortunate incident of referring to a place in a very derogatory fashion. It wasn't an unfortunate incident. He said it. That's not unfortunate. He thought he was off the air. It's still not unfortunate. He said it. I'm just saying that you shouldn't ever say that on the air or off the air. Okay, okay? and that leads to my point. It wasn't unfortunate. Honestly, that is language that I don't use anywhere, okay? (laughs) Really, I don't. That's awful. So that happens. His derogatory term goes out over the air. He then calls the next out as he's now being pulled basically off the air. And he called the Nick Castellano home run, run as well. As he's apologizing to the audience, and he's and he's come to the realization, this is the end of my job. O.S. And that's how it played out. Well, Which, by the way, you and I went through that one time where we were on air during a commercial break. You know the feeling as well that, yes. what did I just say? Somebody leaves you up on accident, and you go O.S. Sorry. So, Marty Brenneman decided to compare this to the Stephen A. Smith thing from this week. And his entire point was, well, I wish my son's employers were more forgiving than they were with Stephen A. Smith. And I'm like, those aren't even the same things. Those aren't even in the same ballpark. You can't even make that comparison at all, ever. What he, what Stephen A. Smith said, again, if you want to go all crazy and be like, well, it's nativism, it's whatever. But at least it's a discussion point of how do you market stars to a different audience. Correct. What your son said had nothing to do with that. It was a derogatory term used to make fun of a group of people. Look it up. It ain't even close. It ain't even apples and oranges. It's like apples and hammers. Is this daddy just coming in defense of son? Is that all this is? Yeah, that's all it is. But then you know what? When you get in that pig slop, you get dirty too. 
Like now you look like you're condoning the fact that, well, listen, he made a mistake. That's a that's a really good point, actually. That's what it does. So does Daddy get some blowback for this as well? Does Marty get some blowback no, for this I don't as think well? He, you're really worried about you know him being a, a regular broadcaster. No, but you still else. care but, about your legacy at that point, do you not? I would think so. Or do we just chalk it up to that's old people and they say dumb things? Hey, that's, I can't believe he just threw that out there. Yeah, that that's that's one of those where Grandma I use that word again. I, I I read through the story. I went. No, man. <laughs> what, what is it when people tell you, hey, this ain't it? And this ain't the one? And let, no. me, let me say something else. Like, if you're Tom Brenneman, you want to lay as low as possible. Was it Matt Lauer who went through his thing with the, was it the Today Show? Well, he is still, his name is still Mud. It is Mud. But where have you ever heard him or seen him speak? Nowhere. He's, he's hidden out. He went to Bunker, and he's going to Bunker. And that's what Tom Brenneman needs to do. And so Daddy needs... Dad, I would call you at this point, and I would say, hey, let's not talk about it. Let's not refresh everybody's memory about it. There, time needs to pass. I'm not comparing the two. But when Chuck did what he did with Mark Richt after the 2012 SEC Championship. Can't how, believe he called him that. How long, did it take, <laughs> how long did it take me to play that clip where we could all finally laugh at it? Time has to pass. Yeah. Daddy, stay quiet. Everybody lay bunker. Low, I'll apologize, and then we go away. America's a very forgiving country for the most part. They will normally let a lot of things pass, but you got to go away for a while. So, as an example, Marv Albert bit yes. a woman. Yes. And he was wearing ladies' underwear and he was into very freaky stuff. And when that all came out, he disappeared for two years. Then he showed up doing network TV games. And who got a standing O at the end of the conference finals? Marv, who got Reggie Miller to, instead of closing up the game? Reggie gave this basically, not an obituary because he wasn't dying, but sent him out basically with one of the greatest kind of speeches I've heard for two minutes. And then everybody hugged him and everything. Hell, bring up Kobe Bryant's name. Yeah. What did Kobe go through? But you have to go away. You have to go. You have to own it, apologize, and then disappear for a while. Robert Downey Jr. disappeared for about two years after, after he had gotten so incredibly wasted, he ended up in the bedroom of a house he didn't own. And within five years, Iron Man. He's Iron Man. <laughs> okay, like some you you need to go away a little bit. And so that's that's my suggestion here. It's not to then go well look what Stephen A. Smith did and my my kid didn't do that. I'm like no, your kid did worse. And that's my point. Don't bring attention to it. You cannot bring any attention to this. So I'm I've been looking into this sort of stuff. Finish up the show here. We did a segment on Chuck and Chernoff, and it was about the most expensive video games that are out there because we just had one that went at auction at $1.5 million. It was a Nintendo 64 unopened copy of Super Mario. It's me, Mario. $1.5 million. My brain doesn't work like this, not from a financial standpoint, You're, and my brain doesn't work like this for Chuck with baseball cards. You're playing with something that you're never going to actually, you're buying something, excuse me, that you're never going to actually play. It's like buying an action figure still in the wrapper that you're never going to open. What's the point? Four days ago, there was a Legend of Zelda game, unopened, pristine. Like the original, the cartridge yes, we're talking the cartridge about? Yes, $870,000. Why? What are we doing? There's a weird collectibles market. And that then leads me to this story. There is a young man who has basically built an industry for himself. He's 16 years old. He's tech savvy. You can read about this in the Wall Street Journal. Which I get every day delivered to my house. He has made, and this is this is pretty 
legitimate. So it's Max Hayden, high school junior. He has basically taken to securing PlayStations and Xboxes because they're they're very difficult to get a hold of, and then turning around and selling them for profit. You want to take a shot at what he's made? How many has he sold? Because you give that. Uh, I I don't want to tell give you that number as of yet. Fifty thousand. One point seven million. Selling old people's Xboxes? No, 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 no. He's getting a hold of PS5s and the new Xboxes oh. and, and basically saying, hey, here's a $300 system, but it's going to cost you $1,100. Here's where I feel like $1. I got... $1.7 million because he's gotten so good at securing them and then selling them for profit. Here's where I feel like I got ripped off. I went to Toys R Us way back in the day when I was like 12, and I took all my NES games and brought them to Toys R Us, and they would sell them. It was like basically GameStop long before GameStop ever started doing what they were doing. I think I brought in like 60 games, like 60 cartridges. I was able to get two Super Nintendo cartridges for that. And now Toys R Us has a surplus of just cartridges that they're selling for apparently $1.1 million. How much were they selling them for? Not that. Okay, check out this part of it too. Like this guy is seeing trends before they happen and making money. So he's like one of the people that go to Walmart or Kmart, buys it, Load and then up. sells it right before Christmas. He's one of the guys that has found a way to make a whole lot of money. How about this one? Last spring, he stocked up on dumbbells and hair clippers. Should have stocked up on masks and sanitizer. Well, but think about it. With everything closed. Yeah, that's a good call. And, and people couldn't go to the gym. So he made a ton of money that way. He has he has two employees working for him in his garage. He's one of those toilet paper hoarders then. Yes. We need to blame him. $1.7 million. Good for you, Max. No, bad for you, Max. You're the reason we have shortages. You're the reason Lowe's had to go and find somebody to get his PS5 for him. It took me like seven months to get a hold of one. Blame Max. Don't call. Don't say good for Max. Blame Max. All Bad right. Max. For Matt Lear, for myself, for Hoyt, thank you for all the donations. We're sending 100 kids to camp. 100. 100 campers heading to camp. On awesome. you, Atlanta. Thank Th- you for that. Thank you, all of you. Take us out. When are we back on the air? Do we know that? I want to do the churn-off thing. We'll be back in 617 hours. Is that right? Lear, how's my math? No, not even close. Let me try that again. We'll be back in 341 hours. Los, you're the math guy. Why aren't you helping me with this? Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation, like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.